Fitness Pro Mentors, welcome to today's group chat with some of my favorite people. It is my birthday and I don't want to be doing the exact same thing I've always been doing. I want to take as many people and smash them in the one room and see what kind of awesome conversation we can have. So before we get into this, please check out our community for all the other podcasts. But I think what would be really cool is if we talk to one of our European correspondents, Mr. Michael Goulden. Michael, welcome to today's group chat. How are you doing today, man? I am doing really well. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Yeah, happy birthday to you too. I mean, we're all celebrating this thing together. That's right. That's right. It's a title of the whiskey. That's right. Hey, where's yours, man? You told me you're the. I was expecting some Maker's Mark. Where's that at? Well, you know, uh, as soon as we finish, that's where I'm rushing off to to to, to find some. Perfect. I absolutely love it, man. Hey, who do you think we should bring on next? Do you think we should bring on uh, our fellow who's hiring somebody new, or our guy who likes to crush 400 pounds on the routine? Let's uh, let's uh, let's go with the, the 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 guy who's hiring someone new. And then so we got this handsome fella right here with arms bigger than I could ever possibly imagine. Jacques Henry Newell Taylor. Jacques, how you doing today, man? I'm doing just great. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, so Michael, happy didn't birthday to you. Yeah, thank you. And happy birthday to you too, because we're all here together having a great time. You bet. Cool, man. So where's yours? Where's your maker's mark? Oh, uh, the mark of my maker is, I can't show that to you. Yeah. Is it on the lower of your back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome well and uh yeah you got some big news too man because you were just telling us that you're preparing to hire your first trainer which is absolutely awesome in your facility you excited yes i'm very excited i'm excited about the process this prospect of um of sharing information with somebody new and also seeing what they do with it seeing what their creativity their perspective their life experience brings to this uh to this stew yeah, man. Well, you got some incredible stew that I'm excited for you to share and talk about, man. I mean, really. Uh, but I think this would be an awesome time to bring in Mr. Infamous Curtis Clay with the hectic marketing videos that do an incredible job of getting them <laughs> fired up to cut 400 pounds. Curtis, how you doing today, man? I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Happy birthday, man. I'm excited for this. Uh, I felt honored when you uh, asked us to do this. And it, it's always great to talk and get people together. I haven't seen Michael for a while or Jacques. Jacques was here pre-COVID. February, yeah, two years ago, February, you know, so, but yeah, it's good to see you guys. And uh, I'm just excited to have a conversation and chat. So yeah. Beautiful. Well, I'm super excited about this. Uh, Cause like I said, this, you guys, before we went on air, I love and respect each of you guys for so many different ways. And with this little community, I'm trying to take the entrepreneurial stories that people like you all have and share them. Because I think that no matter any level, if you've been doing something like we've been doing for a few years. There are trials, tribulations, successes, and challenges, new things that you've learned. I think all people can learn from. And uh, I mean, Jock, you're only like 32, so I know you're relatively new to this whole thing. I think that, I think oh, wow. that you're... <laughs> I can see this, it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can see it, right? Oh my gosh. But I think that I, you guys all have some incredible things to contribute. So I'm excited to have you all here. So first and foremost, before we jump in, like, thank you so much to all three in advance. Oh, so, yeah, absolute pleasure, man. Yes. Hmm. So I have a question I want to throw out there, and uh, I'm really excited to hear all of your answers. One of the things that I absolutely struggled with at the very beginning of this whole world uh, through, I mean, Jacques, a friend of yours and my mentor, Peter, uh, I learned some really incredible stuff. You learned, I learned how to tell terrible jokes in a way that would not get me fired. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> But at the same time, he exposed me to so much science and information between the RTS world at that time, the MAT world, the learning more, Jacques, the stuff that you explored and with Macmillan, it, it really all kind of just blew my mind. And I found that I struggled with this kind of identity crisis. 
of this person who had all this knowledge and information and how I could share that and promote it and advertise it and speak to my clients in a way that they truly understood without overthinking it and over delivering. Even when I tried to dumb down how I was thinking about things, it was still just a dumbed down version of the science thing and never really speaking to any kind of audience or client that would let someone come into my door. I kind of intimidated and threw people off. Michael, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, you're someone that's been doing this from an entrepreneurial perspective, I think longer, like had your own business, uh, maybe longer than the four of us. I'm not sure, but I know you've had Integra for quite a while. What kind of things have you gone through with that journey and what's worked best for you? You know, that one, one of the things someone asked me last Saturday was about how I communicate with a client and they, and they, they were saying something positive about how I was doing it. Um, and then I actually reflected that it's not always been like this. And hopefully in six months from now, I'll look back to what I did this week and I'll go, oh, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was probably not optimal to, 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 be, to be polite. So, so even just looking back, I can think of errors that I've made and it's that consciousness of the errors and that, that consciousness may come from losing the client or them being really blunt and direct and going, you're not making any sense or I just don't care about what you're telling me or why is this useful for me? Why should I care? Like, like all of these blunt and direct questions that kind of hurt you at the time, <laughs> but actually are your life's lessons their gifts because what they're what they're actually saying is you've got no empathy you've got no idea where it where it's like to be receiving all of this information so i i i think that first and foremost is actually having that level of consciousness of just witnessing your impact of the words that you use and how you use them and and kind of trying to think um but but you know over the and we're talking since 1996, I can, I can just keep on bringing up the mistakes and the errors and, and just, just where I really, really messed up. Um, and, and, and I think when you asked that question, it just kind of inspired the, the thought that I'm, I'm absolutely nowhere near perfection right now. Hmm. And there's, there's always this, this, this constant quest to, to be better. And every time I'm working with someone different, They've, they've got different needs and different expectations and belief systems. And um, that, that, that's kind of where my mind goes. Michael, do you think you'll ever be in a place where you feel like you've achieved perfection? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, it. That, that, would be, that, would, that would be some level of, would it be arrogance? Or would it be blindness? Mm. Or will it be, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm on my deathbed? I was perfect. I was perfect for the tools I had, and I'm perfect for where I am right now. I'm perfect. Love I can that. have a nap no. now. No. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Jacques, same question to you, because honestly, of all the four of us, in, in my opinion, you have a level of like granular granular knowledge on the nervous system and, and the application of it, and, and beyond that. But I think that anyone here does. You've got so much information, and I could see how it would be an interesting struggle like taking that information and bringing it all the way down into some sort mm. of language that someone could sort of get, yeah, this guy does some different stuff with the nervous system without blindsiding them talking about GABA, you know, like really going gamma, you know, acid, just going over the top. Um, I mean, could you speak to that a little bit? 
Well, first of all, those are some really kind words, and I feel like I got you all fooled. I really don't know much about nothing, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I have struggled with that, and it, that, that continues to be something that I'm working on is how do you make um, what you talk about specific to the person who's in front of you? And, um, and it's been a challenge on two fronts, one in terms of working with uh, my clients that I work with one-on-one, then also working with my with my colleagues that I share information with, con- continuing education kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. what I realize sometimes is I would be so fired up about something, going off on it, and I'm just going and going. And everybody's just like, dude, that was really cool. But I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. I mean, and I didn't I didn't understand that at the time. I didn't know how, oh, now let's let's talk about what this looks like on a bench press now, right? Um, and I think uh, I've had several mentors over the years, and finally, the last mentor that I met, um, maybe it finally got through. And he was like, Jacques, you got to think of it kind of like a commercial, you know, tastes great, less filling kind mm. of thing. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. So this whole thing that I think is really cool when I tell somebody, well, I design exercise from the nervous system's point of view. They're like, yeah, so I don't walk around with my brain, right? That's meaningless to any, <laughs> nope. I'm the only person who cares about that. But if I tell you that it's going to feel great, you're going to achieve your goals, and you're just going to take your workouts to your next level, mm-hmm. right? Then people are like, okay, I get you. I feel you. I'm with you, right? So right. It's, it, to me, it's been that this process of trying over and over again to get outside of the way I see the world and trying to understand about more about how other people see the world and what their needs are and how I can uh, uh, tailor my message to to um, to uh, to meet their need, so that's but that's that's I still find that to be a big challenge. But 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 I enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, hmm. I love that. Jacques, can you think of a particular example where you've you know you've taken all this and you've really tailored it down to the individual that really hit home? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> just happened. I mean, there's, there's many, but one that uh, happened the other day was, um, oh, there's two that are sitting, going back and forth in my head. Okay. The one, uh, if you saw this young woman, you wouldn't think that there was really much wrong with her. She walks just fine, but she's in a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort. And, um, uh, and it started because um, she had an inappropriate uh, soft tissue adjustment that mm-hmm. screwed up her, um, uh, something in her pelvis. You know, they say the SI joint, but who knows, right? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so now when she does something like uh, a squat, right, she'll say that my right side feels really tight and achy. It just feels like it's working really, really hard, right? And when you're, if you're looking at her, you're like, I, what, are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? So what we did was we put these little probes on it. We put a probe, uh, a, a surface electromyography probe, which gave us some insight about the, the, uh, the electrical activity of some muscles. And then we used this other thing called um, SMO2, which is telling us about the oxygen, the rate of oxygen use in those muscles. And we put them on each leg. And then I was able to show her that as she was doing this motion, that there was no difference in the neuromuscular recruitment or in the metabolic activity of the muscles from the left to the right side. The difference was in the way that her nervous system was interpreting the data, Mm. right? The difference was in the way her brain was responding to the message that works being done over here versus on the other side, right? 
So once you allow somebody to, to see that, right, to experience that, then they feel a lot more comfortable going, okay, so you mean I have to just kind of reframe this feedback that I'm getting over here? Yeah, let's reframe that. I'm not asking you to ignore it. Let's see if we can reframe that. And so we're in that process right now, trying to explore it, reframe it, and design different uh, resistance profiles where she feels that more or less. This is kind of cool. Yeah, so that's, that's one of the things I can think of off the top of my head. Hey, Jacques, remember that time that I complimented you and then you said, no, no, I don't deserve that compliment. <laughs> you just clearly demonstrated that you deserve that compliment. Oh. <laughs> That's wow. awesome, man. Yeah, uh, yeah thanks, and I know man. we, you and I were chatting and I know we're going to have you on again and we're going to talk about the technology that you're using and then how people can kind of come up with their own conclusions without the technology. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Oh, totally, man. I think that's that's a little bit of a side story, but but that's been the I think the breakthrough for me probably in the last uh, five years is for a while there I was down this rabbit hole with this technology going, dude. If you don't have this technology, you don't know what's going on on the inside. Hmm. But now what I'm understanding is that without this technology, there are certain things you might be able to observe from the rate of motion, from the quality of the motion, and what happens as you decrease in increase the, the load that might give you some a way of triangulate what we can see by using some of these sensors and stuff right so yeah yeah so that, i think that's that's it's kind of fun oh, yeah. you're also gonna have to tell me how many people we need to get to register for a course to get you to fly out to new market because i think that'll be absolutely incredible for sure oh that's cool but we, we first have to go to uh to uh Goulden's place in saint moritz <laughs> Ooh, <let's do> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, hey, so Curtis, Wait until so it that's... gets to uh, 90 Fahrenheit, and then we can go there. <laughs> it's got to be hot. It's fine, but I'm not taking my shirt off near Jacques because I'm just not going to feel good about myself. <laughs> so, Curtis, same question to you, man, about that whole, like, you know, that academic and then bringing it down so people can kind of understand. In my opinion, looking at your content, uh, I know that you've explored advertising, marketing, and messaging in a big way. We've had some great conversations about it. What are some paradigm shifts that have really helped you take your advertising and get your messaging to hear people to have that smarter message, so to speak, translate. I love it. Yeah. I think, well, both, I learned a lot from what both Michael and uh, Jacques said. I mean, I remember when I was in RTS watching, just observing Michael when I was there and I was just like, dude, this dude functions on a different level, like observant, which is awesome. And then obviously being around Jacques, I remember the first time I met Jacques, I was overloaded at his additional class. <laughs> I was like, no, actually it was when, uh, he came up to Seattle and taught it. And then he was like, dude, take it for what it is, you know? And it was heavy. But I think the cool thing about the process of watching all of you guys post, do certain things, is that I was starting to see how I should communicate better. I realized so much when we, it's hard to communicate via social media, what we do, how we do it. Um, and that's probably the hardest thing because people, like say in my area, they may hear like, you're a trainer. So in their mind, if I use Jacques' word, of reframing that lady's experience with exercise or a squat, we need to reframe how they think about us. Um, and I think that you can do that with little touches. Like I've been trying to edit videos, whether it's marketing towards athletes more that are injured or adults that are injured, reframing it to where they can see us in a different light. I don't want people to scroll through because we mainly use Instagram and we'll repost it to Facebook. I don't want people to, I want people to stop like, Whoa, what was, well, that cover was kind of interesting. Whoa, what was that? Or something that's ambiguous where they have to pause and really observe it. 
Um, and I think that's something that I've really tried to adapt and, and also talk with my wife, right? Cause we want to, like what Jacques said, we want to get in it, talk about the details of this cause that excites us. And we think that what we're excited about, they're going to be excited about. And the hard part is, is like somebody comes in and they, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, Hey, like we love exercise. We love resistance profiles. Uh, looking at the nervous system, the frame put all, we love this type of stuff. It excites us. Right. But those people, what we're excited about might not meet their goals. And I think that we have to, or what their goals are. And so we have to meet them where they're at. And so with social media and marketing, I've learned that sometimes less is more like what Jacques said. Right. The, I like that. It was like, what do you say? Less fill. What do you say, Jacques? Less filling. Tastes great. Less filling. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, that's exactly it. And it's funny because, it's a hard thing because we want quality clients. We want people that are going to be involved in the process. But the hard part is, is sometimes um, people go into Instagram or for marketing, they just want to be entertained, right? They're getting a dopamine hit. Something is happening where they might spark them to pause and look. And then from there, when you can get them inside the doors and actually have a conversation with them, then we can start that reframing process is what I found. So the whole point of how I've been going about marketing, whether it's simple uh, or less is more, like for a while, I just post one word and on my caption, people be like, well, what do you mean by that? Or you get a message. Well, what does that mean? What is power play? I'm like, I made it up, but it got them to start the conversation. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with all that type of stuff and trying to, we want to help people. And how do we reach those people? We have to speak their language is where I'm kind of at. I love that, man. And you've definitely nailed that. I think for sure. Can, appreciate can I throw, throw one, one thing too, though? And this Please. is really important. Like, I can't tell you, I, I can remember several instances where each one of you guys have helped me along the way, mm. right? Either you were trying to, or just a conversation that we were having, there was something that you would say that was like, right? So I would encourage everybody out there, like, make sure that you've got some colleagues who are with you, right? Make sure that you're not always surrounded by students, Make sure that you surround yourself with colleagues who can actually give it back to you straight. Otherwise, man, you'll start to believe your own hype. Right? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right? And you will think that, you know, your wings aren't made of wax and you'll be, it's just a mm. whole, right? So I, I want to thank you guys because I, I, I mean it. Like it is, I've, I've had those uncomfortable conversations with all of you. And they're not always uncomfortable like, Jacques, you're wrong, but more like, you know, dude, that didn't quite make sense. Or have you ever thought about this? Right. So I, I appreciate that. And, and we all need that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what I love I, about this crew right here is the, I think that everyone here has that kind of white belt, white belt mentality hmm. that regardless of your success, whether or not your business is where you want it to be, or you want to go further, you still look lateral. I look at Curtis's stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can see why you're doing the hectic thing. That's absolutely brilliant. I love that. Jock, I can see how you've changed your language and your delivery. It yeah. completely makes me reframe when I'm talking about PAP or anything. I'm like, okay, well, I can see that. Michael, you've just been crushing it forever. So every time I see your stuff, I'm like, that's clean and sexy. I got to clean my I know. stuff back up. I'm like, oh, how do you get that? Just one circle, but he gets the branding in there. It's so good. So it's the same. I mean, Jacques, I appreciate you saying that. I just think that you guys are all like that. I absolutely love it. I admire this group. So thank you guys all. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm, I love it. I love it. If I was going to add some earlier, though, I, was, I finished this book called Real Real Artists Don't Starve. And uh, mm. it, within that great book, I, you guys probably you guys probably read a lot. I can't sit down and read. Got the kids. I can listen to books. But um, 
and <laughs> uh, honors like two kids in one. But anywho, um, in there it talked about George Lucas and how he had his essential or his like his ranch for writers and that type of stuff. And it was kind of like what Jacques, what you were saying of like having people to nudge you, right? When you have that like people nudging you forward in a like a, a night like a meaningful way, like hey, bro, that was great. But have you thought about this or? I see Michael's posts. Like the first thing that hit me with Michael when he was posting was how clean, like what Brandon said, how clean your posts are, dude. The like thing. just, it was like, wow, wow, wow. I was like, oh, dude, right? And it drew me in. So if there's certain things like, man, Michael's doing a great job of marketing those things. So I think that book, that chapter stuck out to me because even though we're not at a ranch, you know, <laughs> we, <laughs> we're at a social media ranch and I'm getting this like nudging from you guys in a beautiful way. And what's cool is that each of y'all's pieces, we all have our strengths. And I feel like each of us, if I'm lacking an area, it's like encourages me to like, okay, I can nudge forward and do that. So I, I again, I, that's a long thank you, but it's just really cool to see those types of things, you know? Michael takes like a great photo, puts a little bit of like a shadow on it <laughs> and like a yellow circle and a few white letters. And you're like, son of a gun. Like I overdid all my stuff. Come on. But, that, but, but that, that, that takes me 12 hours to do, but you just have to make it look like it took three minutes. I'm like, going, oh, no, it's wrong. The but circle needs to be this I, much bigger. I've got, um, hey, 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 Curtis, I, I, I really like something that you said there, and I wanted to kind of circle back to it in terms of um, there's, there's like this struggle, and I don't know if you guys have experienced this. Uh, I know some people watching will have experienced this, that you get to this certain point, and maybe you're like, two years in or five years in or 10 years in or 25 years in and, and you want to, to differentiate. And you, you, you are trying to speak to um, an audience and that audience have got their vocabulary, their, their, their understanding. But you want to differentiate from what your version of exercise is, your recipe is that you deliver. At that point, do you go, I'm no longer a trainer I'm now a, let's mm. make up a title here. Mm. Or, or, do, or do you cycle back and actually go, no, I'm going, I'm going to claim this. I am a trainer. And but yeah. this is what training is. This is what personal training is. I think that's a like great Curtis, question. What, 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 how, how have you navigated that? Because I, I, I see your stuff and I'm like, well, you, you, you have an abundance of um, – uh, expertise and an abundance of knowledge and you're able to deliver this in such a generous way which is which is phenomenal but to do that you need to be able to connect with those people correct um <clears throat> yeah i think i think for me i own it all right i i i, I tell people like well, well what do you call yourself i feel like i need to put a cape on and say i am this you know like no <laughs> you know what i'm saying like the body whisperer uh, yeah you know like <laughs> no, I'm just a trainer, you know, or I'll say exercise professional, right? And they're like, hmm. well, you work with athletes. We'll have a certification that kind of like allows me to work with them. I was like, but really my job is to make your body function well, right? And there's a plethora of tools we can use to do that, right? But what I've noticed, and I think what's happened around here, um, like business-wise, I've tried to remove like Curtis Clay training and just have the logo because there's other guys here. And I've read that because Nike did it back in the day with blah, blah, blah. I want the people here to know that what we do, not me, it's not about me because we're here to serve the community. What we, all of us can do here to help the community. And the first thing is we have to make a connection. 
So they might be like, say some of the athletes might be like, dude, that's a sick hype video. That's great. But then they come in and they might have an idea of how I am. And then we start talking and they're like, whoa, this is different. This is different. Dude, he's a trainer, but like, I don't know. How he, I, I don't know. He's a trainer and it's different. You know, like I have no problem owning that. But the hard part is, is I can't tell. It's like, I've gotten to know you guys. And, and I, I really love in person. Like, I love that we can do video, but there's these moments in person you can have with people to connect. I believe we're meant to connect with one another. So when somebody actually walks through our doors here and we can connect with them, that's where the real stuff happens. That's where, like what Jacques said, there's a, or actually I don't know what Jacques said, but like there's these emotional things that happen where it's like, I'm struggling with this. And you might look at that girl and be like, wow, you look great. You're fine. And like, no, I'm not. I'm not feeling good. But I can't convey that over a, a, a non-human interaction. And so mm -hmm. for me, when people come in the door and then they have an idea of how I am, they're almost like shattered with how I operate, right? Like they expect most athlete trainers or whatever to yell boisterous and they're like dude you know, like when you're firm you might raise it at like hey but that's it because we're having a conversation so i think for me it's about building that communication and connection and when that happens then they start to know wow this is what these guys are really about and then from there they tend to go tell everybody and they vet they vet people like hey if you're not serious or you don't want to be involved in the process I don't know if I go there, you know, and maybe they're like, maybe that conversation makes that person think, Oh my gosh, do I want to be intentional? I'm intentional. And then they have to, and then they come in and you know, that kind of stuff. So I guess for me, it's just trying to make the information clear for people to understand, but there's no way I can make that clear until I talk to them in person, you know? So, and I don't know what that quote is. I'm going to butcher this, but it's like, people don't know how much you care until like, until you like, it's not people don't remember what you do for them, but it's like how you made them feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. They're like, wow, this guy listens to me. I like coming in there. You know, like whatever it is. So hopefully that answered it, Michael. But yeah, you know. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Jacques, what about you, man? How do you deal with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's been uh I feel like that central thing has been the um the cause for some of the biggest mistakes that I've made in my life, right? Not wanting to be identified mm. um, by the certification that I had, right? But I think as of uh, my most, my latest incarnation, and it was, it was almost like I had to stand in front of a mirror and say, I am a personal trainer. I am a personal trainer, right? <laughs> Just to claim it back and to wear it and to own it. Um, I find myself, um, uh, being fine with being a personal trainer. Someone says, oh, you're a personal trainer. Yes, I'm a personal trainer. If, uh, if the slate is clean, I'll say I'm an exercise professional. Mm. And then I usually follow that up with, and I bet you want to know what that is. And then I kind of lay out, well, some people might think of it as a personal trainer or a Pilates instructor or blah, 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 blah. I use a spectrum of exercises, da, 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 that kind of a thing. But I think um, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm more and more I'm more okay with being a personal trainer. It's a funny thing, and I, I hope this doesn't sound whack, but my wife hates it. She hates when I call myself a personal trainer. Absolutely hates it. Um, You're so much think, more. Well, that's, what, that's what she says, but I'm like, but babe, I'm not. You know, like at the, at the end of the day, if, if, we could, if we could, you know, 
level this and, and re, recreate the definition of it, I would gladly say I am a personal trainer, right? Mm. Who doesn't, you know, do the creepy, weird stuff that a lot of personal trainers do. You know? <laughs> creepy, weird stuff. Creepy, we weird all know stuff. what that means. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing over there. Honestly, I love this. I, I think this, I was actually, this was one of my questions in case no one else didn't bring it up. Cause I think it's such an interesting like paradigm shift. Cause I know from the same certifications that I had that I identified with so many different titles uh, between the names of the certification and self-given titles, biomechanics specialist, biomechanics consultant, internal performance consultant, neuromuscular rehabilitation specialist. I mean, I came up with like every $15 syllable name that would try yeah. to get someone excited to, to hire me. And at the end of the day, in my opinion, I mean, anything that you put out there that requires your consumer to become educated as to what the title Ooh. is or they can even figure out what you do, they're going to look the other way because they're not looking. You have to think of the words that people are saying, in my opinion, because whatever they are going to say and they're going to Google search is how they're going to initially find you. Unless you get like a hot referral of someone saying, you got to see this guy, Jacques, he's expensive, but he's absolutely the best. So. I think ownership of the word personal trainer is the best. Yeah. I had this problem where so many people viewed us as, viewed me as a pseudo therapist and an alternative to physical therapy mm. and in the holistic world because I could help people with advanced problems with exercise. And so it was when I stopped competing in the really crappy fixer therapy world and focused on being the absolute best personal trainer in my community that I was able to have higher rates and have this facility grow because everyone yeah. in here, we are the best personal trainers in town yeah. and we have unique, amazing skill sets. And so yeah. I think that that's such an amazing paradigm shift because we really, in my opinion, should absolutely own that we're personal trainers and we're not just personal trainers. We are, in my opinion, at all different layers, the best personal trainers. And if you and and that's what I think is the absolute best thing. I don't I don't fix anything. I'm not a therapist. I, I range of motion and posture. Sure, that's cool. I use that stuff. And here's how it helps me use exercise to make right. you feel better. And here's a program that's going to make you throw the ball further. I absolutely love it. We are trainers, and we're the best in my now, opinion. Now, now, see, I I'm, I'm with you, man. And I think um, if we can't get through this today, we got to do this again because I think this is a really <laughs> important. I, I mean this. This is a really important thing for each one of us to go on for 15, 20 minutes, however long it takes, because we've all gone through this struggle hmm. of personal trainer to oh, here's this shiny thing over here that's going to like make me more than personal trainer, and because we wanted to differentiate ourselves so badly, we were willing to sacrifice Ooh. some of our. Mm, some of our wisdom keep it coming right so we all need to sit down and kind of go but what were the things in all of our lives because there were different points for all of us we didn't always all make the same shift at the same time there were different things that 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 encouraged us to go now wait a minute now wait a minute who are you what do you want to do mm. and how do you want to re represent yourself out here mm. right because I think yeah. that's a really critical thing that you said, Brandon, because we didn't all feel this way eight years ago. Eight years ago, we were someplace else, <laughs> right? <clears throat> and we got to figure out how do we, because there, there will be another one of those. And we want to yeah. make sure that people can um, be confident. And I actually have a, one of my really good friends. You guys, you guys remember Trevor St. John? Do you remember him? Do you guys remember this cat? He was an RTSer from way back in the day. And uh, he's, he's, he's also an actor. And I remember when I first started that other program, he was just sort of like, I don't know, man. I'm a trainer, man. Like, I don't like touching people. I don't get that. 
and I don't know, man, push on my leg again. So you didn't push as hard as you did before. I was like, yeah, I did. Like he, he called it from day one, but I wanted so desperately to be something more than mm -hmm. right. Those people over there that I, you see what I mean? So I think, I think all of us, we need to tell that story. That's a love it. Got to tell that story. Yeah, I think that's critical. Michael, what about you, man? You asked yeah. the question, but I would like to hear your yeah, soft hear my, yeah. wisdom because you always have such a beautiful delivery. I, 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 I have nothing more to add. I really don't. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Curtis and I'm just like, I'm like this nodding dog over here, just, just agreeing with everything. And the same for Jacques. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have nothing different. Meaning, meaning, there's, there's a point and that, that, you know, around that 2001 mark, I'd been in the industry for five years and I, and I'd had a studio from 98. Yeah. 98, 99. And I, and, and I got to this point and I was doing these other courses based upon the needs of clients. So I was going mm. into this manual therapy thing around that period. And then I did this course and this course gave me a, a title. I was a performance enhancement specialist and I was like, that's me. And that's it. I'm a performance enhancement specialist. I'm now no longer a personal trainer. And there was mm. this kind of like sense of like, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm here, but, but the reality was I was doing the same thing. Mm. It was just a title. And, um, from a, from a, if, if, if I'm out and, and if someone was to say, what, what, what do you do? I'm a trainer or I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, uh, you know, I, I can be there or, you know, what, what do you call yourself? Well, I, I call myself Michael. And I know I'm being a little bit of a, <laughs> yeah, of an ass there. Oh, yeah. That's my identity. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, 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 but for, for, for years, for years, I would never have said that I was a personal trainer because mm -hmm. of this global societal perception of what that word actually means. But I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, I think it must have been, I don't know, where are we? 2021, maybe, maybe uh, 2011, where I was like, no, we, we got to claim this back. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was earlier than that, but we got to claim this back. I, I, mm -hmm. I deliver exercise. Yeah. I might be able to design exercises and prescribe exercises. I might look at other parts of someone's life mm -hmm. within my scope of practice. But that's ultimately that's you know I, I apply forces to anatomy. So if I apply forces to anatomy, what 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 is that? How can I you know what what word can I use? No, it's personal trainer. So so I'm I'm like yeah. I'm back here. I totally welcome all of these different certifications that are coming out with fancy gigantic titles, teaching fancy applications of exercise, giving people specific criteria to follow, to do X, Y, and Z. I welcome it because honestly, as more of those things pop up, more people are going, that thing didn't work for me. I should just go back to exercise. Who's a good trainer? I know a guy. You know, I know another, I know a few other people around the right. world because as more of those things pop up, people are like that. Listen, I don't know what that is. There's all this holistic hoo-ha. I just want to get back to exercise. And I think that that's what everyone here is kind of saying, which I absolutely love. The funny thing about just calling yourself a personal trainer too, you stay away from awkward family conversations. Like when you're having like Christmas and your aunt's like, so what do you do? And you're like, well, I'm a muscle integration specialist. They go, great. I got this ingrown toenail. Do you think that the muscle, Oof, like you stay yeah. away from all that stuff. Oh, personal yeah. trainer. Yeah. Oh, I tried that. Didn't work for me. Great. Cool. Let's go have some turkey. You know, yep. like it's, just, it's, it's awesome. I love it. Hey, Jacques, man, um, you, you have such a deep mind. Do you have something interesting you want to ask all these crazy people? Uh, 
Yeah, I do. Um, I want to know. I want to know if there's a piece of equipment that you've gotten rid of that you wish you could have back. What do you think, That's Michael? A, a piece question. of equipment that you that you've gotten rid of in the past. You're like, oh man, I wish. You know that there was a there was an old I have a where is it I have a I have a a, a plate loaded leg extension right there, mm-hmm. and I replaced a, a, a VR one leg extension that um, the color of the pads was the equivalent of what of of here in the UK hospital beds are like this weird green like <laughs> someone vomited on them, and, and it was that color green. Um, it was it was rusty. You know, it cost me the equivalent of of around three hundred dollars. But actually, it was amazing. Relatively yeah. compared to this, it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I found this hip machine that was this old classic thing. And and again, you know, I mean, I replaced it with something better. I've got a Bravo where that was, and I'm happy for that. But. I'd, I'd like to push the walls out here. If I could just like do this and just kind of expand mm. this space, I'd be really happy to to, to bring those back. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 nothing that's really like you know the the the, the things that, that I've got rid of are, are, are things that I might have lost in in moves between mm. studios, like little little pieces of equipment and these weird little Nike glasses that are not useful. They're just fun to mess around with. <laughs> Right, right. Love cool. It. Awesome. Curtis, what about you, man? You got a million things you're smashing into that <laughs> crazy space over there. Uh, I had a uh, four-bar linkage leg press um, by Nautilus. It was massive. Mm. Explode? Right? Yeah. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah. It was just massive, man. Loved yeah. it. I really wanted the Cybex uh, squat press. Right. So like mm-hmm. I like the, the explode one because it was they could kind of like sit into it and be a little bit upright. And so I, it was just I a massive footprint. Yeah, dude. I'm mm-hmm. yes. So but uh, some guy like I posted a video of me using it and the guy offered me. He's like, dude, I can't find anywhere like, you know, I'll offer you d- pretty much double what I got for it. So I was like sold <laughs> yeah sold but i like that yeah. i mean there's something yeah. different that experience of when you get to that end of the position and there's a drop off you know getting people to and we simulate that like with the offloading of bands on our leg press that kind of stuff i love what i would love one of those i just it was so big but i miss it i love legs training legs more than anything so yeah <laughs> I, I, have, I have a bias of legs so it's awesome i miss that piece i miss that piece man but yeah. that was probably pretty much it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot That's of awesome. things I want, but not that I've had yet. <laughs> what about That's you, Brandon? What you got? I, I honestly have smashed so much equipment into this place that I've only sold a couple pieces. Um, you know, like I sold, we had a Nautilus 2ST chest press that I sold to get the Strive chest press. And I wish I could have had both because the 2ST, just the profile, even naturally without any modification, felt really good. I got rid of it because one of the plastic bearings blew on like the left side. But it had like you could do unilateral and all that stuff was super mm. sick. I think the thing that like I, I haven't sold anything that I really want back, but I missed a deal 
on three MedEx pieces, which in Canada are insanely rare. Like I know if you go to right. the US, like one of our students, he's getting pieces for like 500 bucks. And I'm like, this is insane. But this guy had the, yeah, I'll, I'll hook you up. <laughs> but he had um, the MedEx lower back, rotary torso and ab. And it was for 3K. And I was like, listen, I'm half Jewish. So I like to like kind of like push things a little bit here and there. And I'm like, listen, I got 2,500 bucks. And he goes, no, it's not going to work. And I was like, well, I got 2,500 bucks. I'll come pick it up tomorrow. He said, nah. And that was like three and a half years ago. And now I don't even see them on the market anymore. Mm -hmm. And I really wish I just snagged them because I know that even if I was holding on to them with the, how the market's changed, if I wanted yeah. to sell a piece, I could have blown them up. Um, but Canada just sucks for that stuff. So mm -hmm. it's a big bummer. We just got an Atlantis um, MN200, the two to one ratio cable weight stack machine that I'm super stoked about. Mm -hmm. uh, so now we got three functional trainers for the gym floor. It just like changes the dynamics in here. So I absolutely... Yeah. A big oh, deer yeah. nerd. Shock, what about you, man? I know you moved like halfway across the world and you changed yeah. everything. Is there anything <laughs> that you, you're missing that you're like, man, I wish I could hold on to that? Yeah, man, my shaker weight. <laughs> You've not got rid of That's that. That's why your arms are so big. That's why. That, oh, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I don't know what happened to it, but it disappeared somewhere in the move. Uh, I can't find my shaker weight. Um, uh, yeah, the, I guess the, the, uh, the Nautilus freedom trainer thing, Yeah, which I had, you know, kept my hands on that, but, um, mm. uh, no, other than that, I, I, you know, it's just for me, it's just trying to decide what I want to, what I want to pack in here, you know? Um, yep. yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Jacques, you got, is it two cable trainers? Do you have the Jacques? I mean, sorry, the Jacques trainer. Ooh, <laughs> that's, that thing's, bro. You seen that? That would be sick. That it's is a beast. New title, open new title right there. <laughs> the Jacques trainer. Yo, but do you have a, is it the Kaiser? And then do you have a, also a cable machine in the other behind you to your right shoulder? No, one? I do not. I have just, I have the functional trainer. And then right there, I have a, it's a squat rack, but I do, I do have a pulley system set up on it right now. Mm. So what I'll do, this, dude, this is the funniest thing. I will set up things where I either do a two-to-one or one-to-two pulley system on there or sometimes a three-to-one pulley system on there, mm. right? It's so cool watching people, like, like the, the experience of uh, you have something where you're, you're, you're creating, you're making sure that, that the, uh, the tension is the same by either, you know, doubling the load or cutting it in half. But the, the way it feels as you move a one-to-two scenario versus a three-to-one scenario yeah. is amazingly different. And it really emphasizes, I'll call it, uh, different aspects of control, hmm. right? And it's really fun, like, just building that for somebody and then watching them do their thing and be like, well, this is, this is kind of fun, you know? You're limited because of the height of, you know, like, if you're doing a, a one-to-two, you're limited because it's moving twice as far, so I don't have it. Mm. suspended from the ceiling but still like there's there's enough range to do a full bicep curl or from a certain position if you're little enough you know shoulder flexion kind of deal it's fun messing with pulleys you put like a four to one 30 pounds and then a two to one 30 pounds you're like these are the same weight what do you think and they're like well this feels totally different i love that look or or when you when you say okay here's 10 pounds here's a one to one 10 pounds now we're going to make a two to one, I'm going to put 20 pounds on there. It still doesn't feel the same. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. And then you, right. So you could do, yeah. then you do a three to one with 30 pounds. You go, wait a minute. 
I'm seeing that the measurement is still 10 pounds, but it still doesn't feel the same as I'm moving this because our brains are saying move from here to here, right? And we think we're moving, we're moving our hand at the same rate, but the weight's not moving at the same speed. Right. So the experience is entirely different. It's really cool. Yeah. Both metabolically and from a neuromuscular standpoint. But now we're getting all nerdy. Stop. Ja Speaking of nerdy things, Jacques, that I've spent money on and I have not mm. really got an ROI back on because it's blown my mind is when I first met you, and I told you this yeah. in our one-on-one, -on -one, you had told I asked you which book should I buy to prepare for the lecture <gasps> that you were going to teach in my class. So I purchased this presynaptic inhibition and neural control. <sighs> and I purchased it and it was a few dollars more than I liked to spend. And it showed yeah. up. And this is the most intense book that I have ever received in my entire life. So yeah, thank you very awesome. much. I'm still learning, learning forever, white belt. Well, dude, that's awesome. And here's the thing, but what, I hope you're using this as some nighttime reading for your kids. Like, Ooh. that's what it's for. Oh, Ooh. yes. And the overwhelming majority of cell types examined to date, including DRG neurons. Yeah, no, it's, See? it goes pretty good. I like it very See? much. Yeah, right next to Elmo. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, Curtis, listen, one of the things I love about you uh, is kind of like what you said with your advertising is that you kind of got like this athletic, big, barbaric look. You have such a deep mind and you really examine things in a way and your communication skills on top of that. All of it is just this beautiful thing. It's it's awesome. It's the the whole what is that Columbo kind of thing where you have a visual Columbo. of like this big burly <laughs> and then you have such a wise a young but wise mind, which I think is I, I really admire. I'd love to know, what do you want to ask this crazy crew? What do you want to know from Michael and Jacques? Let me pull it up. Oh, he's got a question. Wrote. Yeah, hold on. If a train is leaving London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. No, yeah. Um, well, I have two. So uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually really curious about this one. Uh, how much does your imagination and creativity play into your training? I like that. Who do you want to ask first? Michael. Let's ask Michael. Everything. Everything. This is this is uh, my 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 background. Before this, I was studying graphic design, okay. and in in school, I, I was I was I was going on this art kind of trajectory, and in the background, they missed all the other stuff that I kind of fool around with, but but. Uh, we, we are we are we are we are creative humans we're, we're problem solvers and for us to figure out a solution to a problem we have to go through the same process as if we were coming up with a with a product a new product or coming up with a, a new logo or coming up with a with a typeface you know if you think about a typeface and you think about the letter a like how many different ways can you create the letter a right. can you do 50 different ways because those 50 different ways, you might not use them right now, but, but now they're, they're part of your repertoire and, and, and a new client comes and they need a different, they need a different approach or they need a different style. Here you go. I've, 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 now this doesn't work now with this one. How could we kind of like kind of drill down from there? And it's, and it's, the, it's the, the ideation, I think, is the correct word maybe. Where you're, where, where you're, where it's just coming up with the the solution. So, so it's it's that that's that 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 that's a word that's dear to me in terms of creativity. Love it, Jack. What about you, Saxmaster? <laughs> yeah, <it's, 
<laughs> well, it's funny. One of the things that uh, I did uh, as a young man was I played tenor saxophone a lot, and um, mostly jazz and uh, I guess you could call it funk. And there's a lot of improvising there, right? A lot of improvising. And uh, I love it. It's fun. It's always been a part of my life. And so, yes, creativity is a part of, if anything, it defines my struggle with my, um, with my note-taking mm. system, right? Yeah. I do take good notes, but man, as soon as I come up with, oh, this is how I'm going to write stuff down. This is how I'm going to organize it. You know, that person comes in <laughs> where I have to just shatter it and go, oh, I got a different, I got a, I, I got, I, I have to draw pictures for this person. The notes won't do, right? So yeah, the, the um, it, it's, 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 it is everything. And mm. I absolutely um, love it. And I only have, uh, it, it is the, the primary criterion for my selection of my clients. So if somebody wants to come in and work with me, I meet with them for an hour, totally free, where we go through their health history and stuff. And I might do a couple of little assessment kind of things with them. But really, it's me trying to make sure that it's going to work, right? That, they, that, that what they need is something I can provide and that um, the, the, the person walking in is going to be receptive to the way I work, mm. right? Uh, I know, I'm sure you guys have met the client where uh, they come in and they have an idea of what they want to do. And they basically want you to stand there and watch them do it, right? <laughs> and count for them. And so I just want to, I want to figure that out right away. And if that's that person, I'm just like, you know what? YMCA is right down the street. <laughs> they got some great counters down there, right? Or whatever. So <laughs> it's, it, yeah, creativity is everything. It's everything, man. Yeah. I love it. How about man. for you? Yeah, Brandon, what about you, bro? A hundred percent. Creativity is, in my opinion, like one of the most, in, like it's one of the most important things for me. And I think everyone should explore it. I mean, it's no surprise. I mean, you guys probably see me because I post it once in a while. I, mean, pl I play drums and I've played drums for a really long time. And when I was younger, um, I entered into every drum solo contest I possibly could. Like, honestly, uh, and that, that was kind of my driver because it was a combination of like physicality where you need to like really like you need to push your body to make adaptations so your right foot can play bass drums at 16th notes at 200 BPM or whatever it is. But at the same time, it's how do you create this like mechanical percussive physics-based instrument and have it tell a story in a way that someone who's a drummer or not a drummer absolutely will like. And one of the things that I learned that is, I think translates to a lot of the way how I think about business is, is just poly. There's things like polyrhythms and polymeters. So a polyrhythm is where there's two rhythms hopping concurrently over one another. And sometimes they don't match up. Like if you get three over two, it's weird spacing. And then a polymeter is when you have different rhythms that take a certain number of sequences for them to match back up. So if I'm playing four over five, it's going to take five cycles of the four to match up to the four cycles of five to get to the 20 note cycle. And it doesn't matter if that lines up in time or not. You have to figure out where that's going to fit in and what time signature you're playing. So you have like multiple rhythms happening concurrently. And I love that idea because I think about that with like all things within business, that if I've got a 5-4 pattern, which is Fitness Pro Mentor's business, and that model, it skips on this cycle, and it's got this that happens, and this needs to happen on beat one, and then the E of two, this happens here. I've got that all laid out, and I know that that's going to happen in this line of music. And then Strata, I need these pillars in place. And if I don't have my operations manager and my marketing person in the right spot at the right time, we're going to miss this sale or miss this conversation. So the, the combination, it's weird because creativity is huge. It's not just like 
it's like, how do you make colors mesh? How do you take patterns together? How do you make it all work together? But in my opinion, I saw a great quote. I'm going to butcher it like you were saying, Curtis, but it was something along the lines of like, like um, true knowledge is just creativity and how being able to reorganize the information in lots mm. of different ways. And I'd say that like personally, my I used to paint when I was a kid, the drum stuff, and then that simple equation that Tom taught at RTS that was just the resistance plus motion plus time plus effort and how that's, I don't know where that even is anymore, but the original equation, it's changed so much. <laughs> the original equation, that idea of like, oh, this this is just an equation. And it's like, it's a sliding scale of like force and velocity and, and base of support and get ready. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like to me sorry at the end of the day i think creativity is one of the most important things and if i ever have a student who's like spent so much time studying they've gone to rts mastery they've they've got their ba uh their masters in here and all this stuff i would explore them to challenge themselves to be more creative like take up an art form and practice acoustic guitar and get good at it for one year and that won't translate immediately when you start understanding the skills it takes and the knowledge it takes to become creative and tell a story with something that's not your mouth, mm-hmm. it translates. So I, I think, Curtis, I absolutely love that question. And even the picture um, from today that I posted, this little thing here, your little hat says, uh, the art and science of coaching. So, I mean, Curtis, what about you? Where do you think creativity fits into this whole continuum? I think it's, I think it's, if I was to talk to a, like a new personal trainer, um, I think that they try to live more on the, I guess, the heavy on the science side, which we, we all have that knowledge. But then you realize, like we were talking about marketing, like how we communicate to people and so forth. The creativity side of it is so massive because nobody's built the same. Um, I guess we can say that from a simple standpoint. People will understand it. nobody's built the same. So if I do a lunge with one person and another person, they're not going to feel it the same. And that's just from a mechanic standpoint. But then we talk about, hey, how have you used your body, right? So it's like this constant creativity of like, hey, where do you feel that? Okay, cool. It's almost like, and I know that I have the analogy of Curtis Clay training with like clay and molding it and so forth. But I kind of view training that way because like we might get a lump of clay that's from, I don't know, uh, um, Southern America, different clay, you know, and then you get another one from somewhere else where there's more rocks in it. And then you're going to treat both those differently and being able to understand those properties and using your hands to artistically create something to what they're looking for. And so I think the creativity side is crucial. I mean, I don't know if I would want to, I would be out of this field if, if I was training people the way that I learned in my major, um, I, I, I'd be done, you know, like I've had a few, uh, division one offers, uh, recently to come like, work at a college and so forth kind of around the country. And um, one the fit's not right. Uh, timing, timing's everything for me, but here what I can do is I can truly customize things and I don't really want somebody to restrict my creativity. That's why I started my business also, because I wanted to meet people where they are at. And I think Michael said it mm-hmm. earlier, problem solving, right? Mm-hmm. People are looking for problem solvers and, um, I think there's a lot more people that are looking for problem solvers than most people think. And so being creative is a part of who I am. Like I don't play drums. I attempted guitar when I was younger. I draw a lot. Um, I do a lot of drawing, whether it's charcoal, yeah, that's right. yeah. you know, um, my, I use my surface, um, but I like to draw and that's helped me learn and study and that kind of stuff and calm me down. And so I love the creative aspect of that. And now, you know, I have like a to-do list of things to build, like planner boxes for my wife or 
a microgreens beautiful stair ladder. So like I got to build that way too. So the creative side of that, I really enjoy that stuff. And I think if I look at the gym here, what I've been able to create here and how my mind, like the gym is, a, it's almost like an extension of how my mind works and how I want things to operate. And um, I enjoy that part of it. Right. So hectic. yeah, yeah, it can be a little hectic, but the other side's good. I mean, it, it's controlled chaos, but there's like, it's weird. It's like there's organization, you know, it's locked in. There's a lot of machines in here. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. But uh, I think it plays a massive perspective. And I think that when you learn to, to create, which means you have to take something that's up here and turn it, uh, you have an idea up here, turn it into something. What are the tools I need? Can I create a tool to solve that problem? There's this thing that happens where it almost like opens up like, whoa, I can do way more things with that thing. Well, I can do way more things with that thing, right? Or communicating, like do a sit-up, do this, do that. And you're like, no, do it like this. It was the same motion. Like what Jacques was saying with his, his uh, cable machine. Same weight, different experience. So how do we give people that different experience? So I feel like being creative plays a massive, massive role. And I was curious to hear what you guys said. That's why I came to that question because I feel like I'm constantly thinking, creating. And I can definitely relate. Jacques note taking stuff because I want to make things real pretty on my computer and then I get somebody in where I'm like well can't do those screens first well let's make cross it out and make it up you know and it's like and I like that though the free form of that but I know what I'm doing and I think that's what's kind of cool about the creative process of helping somebody because they've gone to non-creative processes and it may not have worked and they're like you know on the questionnaire it says are you open to new exercise experiences right um, and I asked that I've added it in a couple more times throughout my questionnaire and it, and worded differently to see how they, if they interpret how I'm asking that, right. If I ask them to be point blank, are you open to experience or exercise experiences? They'll say yes. But if I word it in a different way, they're like, uh-huh. Or whatever. It's like kind of feel where they're at. So I like the creative process. I think it's massive in what we're doing and, uh, what we're all doing. So yeah, it's cool. Michael, I saw some inspiration. You saw your hand going. What were you thinking? I, I was actually just thinking of uh, when, when uh, Curtis, you've got your surface and you're going to draw. It's a it's a blank canvas. And Jack, when you when you're when you're holding your saxophone, there's no sound coming out. Mm. And then Brandon, when 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 you're at your drum set, there's there's nothing. There's no sound. And 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 what we're doing is stepping into the unknown. You've got no idea what this thing's going to sound like or look like once you once you go there. Uh, and in essence, that is, that is the creative process of stepping into the unknown. We're, we're not we're not we're not repeating something else. We're not copying something else. And similarly, if if, if I had a, a piece of paper and I'm just walking around the studio, the gym here, and I'm just going, okay, we're gonna, we're going to do this, this, and this. That's not creative it's also not personal training yeah. and that's the it's, it's that stepping into the unknown it's that blank canvas it's that right. it's that new song that we're creating or to right. something that we said off the camera we, we've got all of these ingredients like tom purvis's exercise equation and we're making a recipe we're 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 we're, we're chefs we're not cooks that's mm, the, yeah. that 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 in essence is 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 at the heart of it is, is, is creation. 
there's a my drum teacher there's a guy that i studied with for a long time named jp bouvet and he's just insane new york jazz guy and it's just absolutely he's incredible and he's a drum solo wizard which is the reason why i hired him and this an analogy he gave me jacques i know you'll resonate with this well because he's the jazz improviser if i said hey michael create art for me by eight o'clock tomorrow morning it's just super broad and generic and you're like well what is art you could do anything quite literally the canvas is way too wide but if you create very strict limitations and you have to operate within those limitations all of a sudden the creativity within those limitations become almost exponential because now you have a framework to operate with them take the saxophone and make a beautiful jazz solo now take this Microsoft Surface and this pencil, and I want you to draw a picture of a person that you've never drawn before. Take these drumsticks and play something in 6-4 that you, you know, it's it's really that limitation. And that's what I love about our personal training clients is that, you know, it sounds like exercise someone. Okay, that's super simple. Okay, right. exercise someone, do a lower extremity dominant session, focus on their knee extensors when they're preparing for a knee replacement in six months. Go. All of a sudden, like if someone said that to me, I could write up a program and have a conversation so much easier with all that crazy tough stuff than someone just saying, make a program tomorrow. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's just, just the most beautiful thing about what we do is you learn all of this incredible landscaping around the physics and the anatomy. And it, although it seems incredibly dense, when you get the limitations of Curtis Clay, torn supraspinatus, wants bigger chest, go. Yep. It becomes so much more simple because that limitation gives you some freedom with being creative. I don't know. I, I think that's absolutely awesome. I love it. Yeah. I think that yeah, you speak like, he's he's like Yoda. Yoda. I was just saying, he's talking like Yoda now, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Smart you are. <laughs> so, I, guys, I have like to kind of round out today, I've got one last question just to kind of get a few laughs for anyone who's still listening right now and listening to this podcast in the future. And uh, really quickly, I had a few people say happy birthday, which is very nice. And then someone said, Michael, very profound stuff, comma, mm. Hobbit. Um, so <laughs> what I want to ask everybody here, I've got a story I'll share at the very end here. Uh, um, Michael, what is one of the funniest moments you've ever had with a client that stands out in your mind? Mm. Here, I'll share my story oh, while you guys are thinking God. about it. I got one. So think about it for a second. What is one of the funniest things? So I had this gentleman, 71-year-old Dave oh, Applegate. Oh, in fact, in fact. Go for you it. You got one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean a really easy one. Okay. Where, 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 where we are on this guy. So we're on the leg press. And, you know, it's just a little bit dumb, right? But he looked like he was struggling on that leg press. And this is not necessarily a client, this is a, a, a student. So he had a, a group of people around him, which obviously is going to be really intense. And he's showing, you know, he's someone who we want to see where it looks like to go to the limit. And this, you know, I'm not going to name names, but but if he ever sees the scene, he knows exactly who he is. But he, uh, he uh, we, we reached his limit. And... That was funny for everyone that was watching. This guy was just, he's, he's the type of character who he did find it funny, but he got to that point where it wasn't muscular failure that, 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 that stopped him. He oh. just, 
because everyone started to they were kind of like cajoling him on and kind of going come on come on and uh then he was kind of reaching the end but everyone decided to go really quiet and that was the wrong thing because all we heard was the sound coming out of oh poo poo that was it no not quite that far (laughs) so a shirt oh yeah a little bit So, so, so I so that's probably the, the the first thing that came to mind there. In terms of clients, oh, I think these guys one. might have something funnier than that. Student shards are a win for sure. Jacques, what do you got? Oh, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm so, I'm, I'm so, I got distracted by listening to the story. I, I need another moment. Chris, uh, I feel like you got a good one. I got one, yeah, for sure. So, uh, no shards are involved in this. Um, but uh, you know, uh, new kid was coming in. Uh, well, he'd been like, he wouldn't help with, like, he was kind of plateauing, he said, at the high school with their training and stuff, which is totally like, you know, lift heavy, do this, blah, blah, blah. So I was trying to get him to understand how to move properly, feel, change his uh, intention. So get him to feel his muscles working versus moving the load, like, just pick it up. So anyways, we're doing a, a trap bar deadlift, um, had it uh, elevated a little bit. So like, hey, before you go, I want you to think about just squeezing your glutes, right? So like, from here using this stuff back here, whatever you think you're using. I want you to tell me where you feel it. So he, I'm like, whoa, that was a, that was really good form, man. How'd that feel? He goes, it felt good. I go, where'd you feel it? And he goes, my butthole. And I go, <laughs> I go. And the, 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 this is the funny part. There was like five girls in the gym. He just said it like in my butthole. And I go, I go, wait, I go, wait, where? And he's like, and he said it again, and I was like, can you just show me? So he grabbed his glutes. <laughs> he grabbed his glutes. I go, how big is your butthole, dude? And he's like, I, I met my glutes. And all the girls were kind of like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he got past that, right? And uh, yeah, so that was kind of funny. So I was trying to stay because like, I could tell the environment. Like, It was towards the end of the hour, and we were almost said the girls were coming in, hanging out. These softball girls were getting ready to go, and they heard it him say it and i was just kind of like, like oh good so you met your glutes right he's like yeah 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 and, but inside i'm like dying laughing <laughs> so um yeah that was that's probably the funniest one i had if i can think it, it sticks in my mind because because you could tell the sydney the the environment kind of set it up to be kind of funny <laughs> that's good, that's good. That's good. jock you got one man yeah yeah i got one uh i'm not gonna put any names in this uh out delta here but anyway so the first time um i climbed uh kilimanjaro I had trained, uh, helped to train. Uh, I think there were uh, four or five other clients that came with us. And uh, on the last night uh, before you summit, uh, you go to bed at around 10 p.m. You wake up about 2 2 a.m. and you go for your summit push. And you're at your high camp, and it's really cold outside because you're basically sleeping on a glacier. It's cold. You're in your tent. And so that last night, nobody gets out of the tent to pee. You just kind of roll over. You get your little Nalgene. You, you know, you do your thing in your Nalgene bottle, tighten it up, and it's done. And that is your pee bottle. You don't use it for anything else, right? Oh, no. Okay. So <clears throat> get done, do the whole thing, get to the top, and then we get all the way back down to high camp, right? And everybody decides we're going to take us, we're going to take a nap, and then we're going to head all the way back down, right? So we all take a nap, get our stuff all packed up. And, you know, you're a little bleary-eyed, whatever. So we get all packed up going down and we're all like, you know, just kind of merrily going down the mountain, you know, swapping tales about how we suffered and how great it was. And so this individual, you know, grabs, says I'm thirsty, grabs the water bottle and 
get like I watched the Adam's apple do the whole I've swallowed thing. I was just like, uh, dude, dude. And kind of he kind of looks does look like the look like. I was like, yeah, you just <laughs> chugged your people it was, because it's cold by that time, you know, so you wouldn't know it. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was a pretty nasty moment. Yeah. Drinking your pee water on a on a mountain. Oh, I never forget. yeah. 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 I never forget that one. That reminds yeah. me of the 15th time I jumped with an airplane Kilimanjaro guy over here. I like that you just threw that out. <laughs> the second time I was on Kilimanjaro. It was like, oh. no, that was the first time. That was the first time. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, so mine, I, I love it. There was a gentleman I worked with named Dave Applegate, and he's he's passed. He passed away, unfortunately. But I worked with him for several years. And when I first met him, he walked in. He's one of those guys who came into the office with, like, a walker and two knee replacements and a hip replacement. And 71 years old, crazy, like, Einstein, wild hair, very soft-spoken, missing a few teeth, but, like, one of the nicest, most genuine, amazing people I could possibly ever so I spent six months working with him, and his entire goal was he wanted to get off of the toilet unassisted and not have to bother his wife, which I thought was like a, such an extremely profound goal. So we spent time working in an isolated scenario, getting his feet, his knees, and his hips strong. We got him on the gym floor doing some stuff, and I had to like pick him up. He was huge, like 230 pounds, six foot three, like big guy. I had to put him into every machine, get him out. And so one day, like we were working on some squad progressions, and he was doing them so fast and strong, it looked like he could do it. So I said, hey, Dave, do you want to try this thing? I'm going to put this chair down here, like long guy. Do you want to try and sit down and stand back up and just see how that goes? Like try a squat. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. So he stands up. He sits down on the chair, sits down. The falling down was easy because we could do the eccentric. I usually had to lift him up. And he went to go try. And he went. <laughs> and like popcorn farted hard. <laughs> and I was videoing the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, Dave, I was going to use this for some marketing. Could you do a second one? <laughs> but at the same time, That's it was great. awesome because he did such an That's amazing great. job squatting. But the, it was yeah. just this like this silent moment we waited six months for, just surrounded by like just. <laughs> anyway, it was a, it was a moment for me that I'll just never forget. It was a win and an interesting, yeah. funny moment. I love so, it. That's I love awesome. It. Can, can I throw one thing out there before you before we wrap up, man? Yeah, man. Um, so uh, I don't know about you guys. But um, it, it, a part of the satisfaction of the job is, is, is watching the many different ways that people's lives shift, right? Whether it's an athlete or mm -hmm. a grandma who just wants to be able to play with her kids or um, someone who needs to feel better about themselves to get the promotion, whatever. And that's awesome. And for a range of reasons, people will say you need to go and exercise, but the reality is that all of us, all of our clients, I'm gonna say, I'll say most of our clients are privileged, right? They got the money to pay out what we asked them to pay. And the thing that began to disturb me after a while is I was like, wait a minute, but there's a lot of other people who need this work, who are no less deserving. They just wouldn't even walk in the door because they know that it costs something. It costs more than what they could pay. So what I've done is I've, I've, I, and I want you guys to think about what you can do, but I've tried to figure out a way that I could rally some resources for, for people who can't afford to work with me to work with me, right? Uh, so I, they don't come free. They can pay $5. They can pay $10. They got to pay something, but the rest of it will take care of it, right? Mm -hmm. but the idea is that 
trying to make sure that this promise of exercise, this wonderful thing that we know is so important for mental health and for physical health, um, for the health of our communities, right? Um, making sure that it's accessible to more than just people who can like afford to go down to the playground and run around where maybe that's what, not what they need, right? Or maybe we show them what they can do down to the playground. But mm -hmm. I just want to throw it out, out there to you guys because I know you're all very talented and I know that our, our communities need what we offer. Yeah, if I can add to that, I, I actually started doing something with that um, during COVID. That kind of hit me Word. pretty hard, right? Because I, 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 yeah. I know that I, I was able to work, you know, I have an emergency fund and that type of stuff. And I was trying to figure out how can I serve people. So um, I obviously did an online thing where they could participate and so forth. And that some people, like, they pay for that if they wanted a tailored program, that's fine. Um, but I kept, I decided to keep that going because what I've noticed is that, um, I would agree people wouldn't walk in the door, but what I've noticed is that people are starting to walk through the door and just curious, right? They couldn't afford it. That was me growing up. Anytime there was a free team resource or whatever, I was, I wasn't going to miss it. It was free. I didn't have the resources to do that from a single parent home. So I have an online thing that I've been doing, whether it's an educational platform to get people to think differently because a lot of these kids or even adults that come in, maybe the kids, they'll, they'll use the high school resources. Maybe they're tweaked or maybe something's off. And so I'll talk through videos of how to exercise and think about doing a lunge, doing a squat, doing this. If you feel like you're doing it wrong, back off. So I've started something at and I, I, I partnered. A, it's kind of like in the little launch with Microsoft and using Microsoft Teams. Um, and I think there are more things we can do. But again, I just think it comes down to like we talked about earlier is being creative. How yeah, can yeah, we do it. that? How can we do that to reach those people? Because getting one thing that's encouraged me about all of you guys is your guys's hearts. Hmm. And what I mean by that is, is that y'all truly want to help. And that's why I got into going to the classes that I went to. I wanted to truly help people. And that's why I enjoyed going with seeing each of y'all stories and how you operate and do things. You really want to help. And I think that with our level of uh, continuing knowledge and also creativity, there's things that we can do to make an impact. I mean, it'd be cool if we did something together, you know, like, yeah, a I'm resource down. or something. I think it'd be super cool. And I think that getting those minds together can make a big difference. And Jacques, I love that, man. Like, I love that. Word. Extremely generous idea. Mm -hmm. I think that's a fantastic idea. And honestly, getting this group of four together, I was hoping this would be the first and do a bunch of different groups. But if you guys are down, I'd like to get the four of us together again and do this whole thing again, because I think this was absolutely blast and a, yeah. a great perspective and a great time. So, um, yeah, let's yeah. talk about that idea. I think that's absolutely brilliant, Jacques. Um, I cool. want to quickly personally say that this has been one of the most fun hours in the last several years that I've done because <laughs> I'll, I'm serious because I do a lot of these interviews and I've interviewed you two individually, which is great. But having so many different personalities at one time that have some, you know, it's the same, like we all have the same ingredients, but not it's different dosings and it's different perspectives. And sure, we use similar backgrounds, similar physics dosings. We know a lot about the similar anatomy. Jacques, you're on another level, but whatever, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the same time, we I mean, we've all creatively come up with our own delivery system and how we help people. And we're all helping people ultimately achieving the same result with our interpretation of the information. And each one of you 
that's why I call this little thing fitness pro mentors. It's not supposed to be hubristic. It really is supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. I believe every one of you is a mentor consciously or not. And you can look beside you to your peers and people who are students, quote unquote, behind you and people who are in front of you. And we can learn from all of these people. So Michael, your crazy circle and your dark drawings with the white letters blows my mind. Jock, your exploration <laughs> of tech blows my mind. Curtis, you just blow my mind in general because you're so studly um thank you oh, for wow. making this such an incredible day and incredible uh podcast episode guys it's a lot of fun that's great guys my pleasure great. anytime yeah same Absolutely. so good to see you guys awesome yeah. well let's plan to do this sometime again next year what do you guys say i'm down i'm down yeah i'm down yeah awesome. let's do it Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fitness Pro Mentors Podcast. All these guys are absolutely awesome. If you're not following them, you're missing out, especially Michael, but also Jacques, because he's pretty cool. Makes you buy books that are expensive. And Curtis, (laughs) hectic marketing, absolutely (laughs) awesome. Thanks so much for checking this out, guys.